You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Ask God, God gives wisdom, okay? Um, I know one of the things we also said on Thursday, just for people who were not here, is how that sometimes, you know, we pray up a storm. You, you, you actually generate quite a bit of spiritual energy in your prayer, but that if God does not have access to your heart and to your mind, all right, there is then a limitation in terms of what he's trying to do in your life. And that's important because sometimes we do see people who you know. You know somebody, you know, you know that they pray. They can pray. But sometimes you can't see the corresponding changes in their lives. All right? And sometimes what has simply happened is that they have not allowed God to have access to their heart. Uh, I was saying to myself this morning as I prepared, if I say to you, I'm sending you money, what do you do? Oh, I've sent you money. What do you do? Apart from saying thank you, you, you go to the bank. You go to your bank account to check. When God answers us as Christians with wisdom, there is a responsibility for us to go to the place where wisdom can be found. And that's important. All right. So there's, there's all sorts of things that happen to the person who is actually praying. So there's a way you incline your heart towards wisdom. It's very important. All right? Okay, all this is not even my message. This is just introduction. All right. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. This is, short, this is the shortest message I have tried to preach. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. I read, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. I also like to read Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. It says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem and you until you are endued with power from on high. I want to try and describe this morning the response that I see uh, from God in prayer where essentially he fills us with the Holy Spirit and brings us to where I call the place of the overflow. He fills us with the Holy Spirit and brings us to the place of the overflow. So Jesus says to the disciples before he goes, he says, look, um, I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. It says, but tarry in Jerusalem until you receive that promise. And we all know what happens on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says that they were all together there and then, you know, all sorts of things happen. All sorts of things happen. So, so it's a very simple one. Sometimes when we pray, God essentially wants to fill us with himself. So sometimes when you are in conversation with God, one of the things that God wants to do in answer to your prayer is to fill you with himself, to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes the gifts of himself 
is the gift of all gifts. It's the answer of all answers. And it's, it's interesting what we read here. So in Acts chapter 4, these were the same people who had been filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. But the Bible says when they started to pray, that the place where they were assembled was shaking. Was, you know, there was obviously a manifestation of the Spirit of God, of the power of God. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as I prepared for this, this word, tarrying, you know, began to resound in my mind. And tarrying is like an old Christian word. They say, you know, in those, they say, have you tarried? Are you tarrying? So we're going to tarry in God's presence. That's an old Christian word, okay? Uh, I, I started to wonder what would have happened. So God says, Jesus says to the disciples, look, guys, go to Jerusalem, lock yourself up. Upper room, we call it. It says, until Pentecost happens. I started to wonder what would have happened if after the second day, you know, the guys say to themselves, I mean, Peter, nothing is, you, I thought you said Jesus said we should wait here for a while. It says, yes, he says we should wait here for a while. It says, but it's been two days and nothing has happened. It's been three, I think uh, Bible scholars or commentaries will say it took about 10 days of just waiting. And that took a lot of patience. Um, I'm not a very patient person. So I can imagine that if I was there by the fourth or fifth day, I'd probably say, look, yeah, but maybe we didn't hear him properly. You know, Jesus used to talk a lot in parables. Maybe he meant, you know, maybe he wasn't really talking about us just sitting down in one place until... Maybe, you know, I would find a number of maybes. You know, Peter probably say. Let's go and check the fishing business. Let's, let me go and check somebody. You know, there's, I, I, I hear there's a new prophet in town. There's, you know, it's that, but it took a lot of patience. And, 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 and it's the same thing, I use that as an example, that we must begin to um, practice in prayer. This is how, you know, I'm, so I'll, I'll pen pictures this morning. As they are in my heart, I'll pen pictures. It's about us tarrying in prayer until we get to the place where God himself fills us. So there's, it's very different from the prayer you pray in the morning to tick off the box. You know, the one where you say, so that when they ask you, have you prayed? You, it's very different from that. It's, you know, for you to, in fact, maybe if uh, Tolu will help me bring my tray, I, I, would, I would use as an example where we essentially open up ourselves willingly and we say, look, God, just fill us. Oh, I, oh I, we will need a stool eventually too. Thank you. Thank you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, thank you. This is, Arthur, you have to stay. You couldn't help us serve. Yeah. So this is, this, this is Tolu, by the way. So is our head of discipleship here. Like, very spiritual brother. He knows Hebrew. He's lived abroad. Very wealthy. Stays in a very nice part of town. I'm just advertising. 
He went to Cambridge. Abi? Medic. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. I'm not going to say anything about you being single. Let's, let's focus on. Nah, nah, nah. It's no need for all that. Let's focus. So I'm going to ask Tolu to pour me some. Just pour. pour. And, and so this is the pictures. It's about, about God wanting to feel us. It's not full, Tolu. I can see it. It's not full. It's not full, Tolu. It's not full. And just keep pouring, Tolu. Just keep pouring. And this image needs to stay in your mind in prayer. It's about God just wanting to feel you as a person until you get to this place where it's overflowing actually just keep pouring, is the water off just keep pouring, just keep pouring and that's what scripture describes in Acts chapter 4 is that God essentially took over these people and things began, there were just all sorts of expressions. <laughs> let's, thank, let's thank Tolu. Let's thank Tolu. And I wish Tolu could have done that for a long time. <laughs> I wish Tolu could continue doing that all through my message. Because I want that picture to be firmly lodged in someone's mind this week. The Bible says that when they prayed, before God did something about what they were praying about, he did something to them. I'm always a bit concerned about, you know, uh, this whole concept of prayer but doesn't realize that you will be and what happens in your heart, in your life in your spirit will oftentimes also be the answer to the prayer and how do we get to this place because Luke could have stopped midway he could have stopped when it was a quarter full he could have stopped when it was half full he could have stopped when it was three quarter he could have stopped when he thought it was just you know, just about, and I asked him to continue. And so that word kept dropping in my heart this week about tarrying. Help me ask somebody next to you. Can you tarry? Can you? Are you no, no, it's not a kind of, no, you, you have to ask it with an attitude. Can you tarry? Can you? You have to open your eyes wide and I say, can you tarry? You know, you have to put some attitude in it. The phrase dropped in my heart that we tarry so that we can carry and, and I'm, I know I'm rhyming today you know, just relax, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming but we tarry so we can carry and over the last couple of years I constantly it's, it's become a realization that there's a way you can deal with God in prayer and in fellowship that is you essentially live half full you, you, you go to God in prayer 
and you have a conversation with God, you feel a stirring, you, you see something move, you hear a word, but you're not full yet. And then you leave. And then we repeat that process. Sometimes you're a quarter full. Sometimes you're half full. But the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 that these guys, they essentially tarried. They, they stayed there. I know that, you know, sometimes people talk about the length of time they spend in prayer as, a, as something to boast about. You know, just, uh, just praying the other day for about five hours, six hours. <sighs> it's not easy. <laughs> and in your mind, you're just like, okay, yeah, thank you very much for that encouragement. I was telling them two Thursdays ago that I was, uh, I was on a small retreat some weeks back, went to camp. And, um, and they took us on a tour of Daddy Jill's house. Daddy Jill is the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church. And the house he used to live in, not his current house, the house he used to live in. And when they got to a point, they said, oh, this is his bedroom. His bed is there, all laid. I think it has a sign, do not lie down, you know, because they know us. And then, um, and then... They say, oh, but this is his prayer chamber. It's like our prayer chamber. That's a new one. I didn't know that. So just in case you are designing your house, design a prayer chamber. You know, so the lady was telling us, this is his prayer chamber. I was like, yeah, really? Okay, fine. She says, ah, yes. And she talked this way that he used to pray. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And she, after she, you know, she told, the, and in fact, they even let us pray there, you know, uh, for a while. Which I said, okay, well, I didn't know this. Everybody else on the tour knew that was what was going to happen. I didn't know, so... I prayed. I prayed for some of you at that time. And, but what was interesting was she then says, this is the place that Daddy Gio once prayed for 36 hours. <laughs> My mind, I said, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a Gio yet. <laughs> but, no, no, but, but why that never left me? And it's not about being impressed by the num- amount of time. Why that never, it's not left me. Is that I didn't realize why when he, he shows up for a meeting, for example, and things happen, and sometimes you just think it's because he's the Jew. No. It's that he had spent time tiring in the presence of God, gets to the place of the overflow. And it's not then by shouting. No, no, no. no. Where, so when he's doing all those daddy said, you, your mind, you think he's just saying that. You can say daddy said. Uh, <laughs> And see what happens. But you know, when he says things, right, is that, so when you pray 36 hours, ah, even, <laughs> but what happens in that place of the overflow is that the Holy Spirit takes over you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that we all with unveiled faces Beholding as in a glass the glory of God, have been transformed into that same image, even as by the Spirit of God. And so, as Christians, we have received the very nature of God. But the expression of that nature, the coming to see the manifestation of that nature, requires us to pay attention to God, to hang around God. What happens when you hang around people long enough? 
If they are frying plantain in the kitchen and you stay there long enough, by the time you walk around, people know that you have been with plantain. In fact, it is very easy to know there are different types of jollof rice. You know, no, hang on, not, you know. You know the jollof rice that has been cooked with firewood. You know when it has been hanging around firewood. You smell it first and you taste it. You know, this is firewood jollof rice. When you hug someone who is wearing a strong perfume, sometimes when you walk away, people can say, ah, Josh, you're smelling like Falabi. <laughs> Because you've hugged them. Sometimes you hug some ladies. They leave some Mary Kay or your well-London shirt. You have been with them. It's the same thing that happens in the place of prayer. And so that the, one of the answers we receive in prayer is of God himself. Filling us and bringing us to the place of the overflow. And don't, don't, don't forget this word I mentioned. That tarrying is intentionally waiting. So time matters in God's presence. Time matters in God's presence. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, I said to myself as I prepared that it does begin to suggest that while they were praying those 10 days, some things might have, you know, some things might have been happening. So it says the day had fully come. So some things, so maybe the first day they were praying, maybe Peter stood up, said something. It was a short prophecy, 10, maybe 30 seconds, and he sat down. And they're like, ah, there's, there's something, there's something here. But they didn't understand what it was. And so they continued. The second day, maybe the third day, someone just stood up and there was a song. And they're like, ah, that's not, we've not written that song. No, no, it said, it says the spirit, I don't know, it's a spiritual song. And the song, it stopped. But they, they said they continued, they, they tarried. Because the Bible says, when the day was fully come, then heaven broke loose. So it's essentially that cup that Tolu so kindly was pouring earlier. But it got to a point where there were all sorts of external expressions. So something had been happening on the inside. And then it began to show on the outside. We used to sing that little rhyme when we were children. Um, something about Jesus on my inside. You didn't go to... Bible school, shining on the outside. None of you. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the Bible says about Stephen, Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. And he, Stephen, this is at a time when he's about to be, to be killed, actually. He, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
It's what Jesus talks about when he says that he that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's what Joel speaks about in Joel 2. It says, in the last day I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And so that answer of the overflow, for, forgive my the inelegance in the phrase, but you understand what I'm saying, is where God says to look, look, he says, talk by look, I know you've been talking to me. He says, let me feel you with myself. Help me ask this wonderful person next to you, ask them, have you been filled recently? If I, if I ask the other person next to you, because this person is not corporate, ask the other person next to you, ask them, how full are you? How, how full? How? 30%, 20, 10? Help me ask the person, and, I, and I'm serious about this, preach with me. Ask them, have you gotten to the place of the overflow recently? It's a long sentence. Ask them, have you gotten to the place... I know there's somebody just ignoring you, saying there's nothing pastor can say. <laughs> and I'll tell you what happens to me sometimes. So this is, is, it helps. There are days when I've been in God's presence. Sometimes Sundays are peculiar. I've been, and after service, I'm talking to somebody. And I'm not trying to be super spiritual. And I tell you this, I start to speak in tongues. And I, so sometimes I say, oh, I apologize. And what happens is that, you know, Sunday's a, Sunday's a great day. We're in God's presence. We've been worshiping, we're praying, reading scripture, and it's just been pouring and pouring and pouring. And then you leave church, you're just, you're just speaking in tongues. You're just worshiping. You are the place of the overflow. And so, I mean, there are Sunday afternoons, and I'm just, I'm talking to someone, I'm just like, yes, you know, I just go, ah, oh, sorry, then I continue. And I'm just, because what it is, is that God has poured of his spirit into me, and it's just overflowing. It's just overflowing. You know when you're buying petrol at the station sometimes, and then the, the attendant is not watching, it's just, you know, fill the tank, and at the point, it's just, your tank can't take. But what happens, and this is important, when there's an overflow, is that it's more than just things, it's more than drama. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, do not be drunk with wine in excess. He says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he begins to describe the things that happen as God answers you by filling you with the Holy Spirit. Verse 19 says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, it's very similar to what the psalmist says in Psalm 23. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He says, my cup runs over. That is not champagne, brothers and sisters, that God is talking about. It's of the Holy Spirit. And as I prepared, you know, thought about this message, I realized that 
It's not supposed to be a Sunday morning only experience. A lot of us leave church charged. Sometimes you're like, just let him give me the demon. Let me cast out now. As your friends are trying to talk to you, where are we going to have lunch? You're, you are in the spirit. Everybody, people see you. They can even see on your face that you have been with Jesus. You enter the car, they play one song, put on the radio, they play one song. What rubbish, nonsense. My mind is not for this. You are, you are high. Okay? If, uh, this is a good example. So if you've been, if you've been high before, Okay, I haven't. You know, uh, if, but if you've been high before, you know that sometimes it's not just the first. As soon as I appear, how do you know? I watch movies, I see it. Okay, <laughs> it's not just the first puff that just, except you're taking stuff from Delta State. It's not just the first. Like, take, no, no. You know, sometimes it's as it's ten minutes in that things starts to talk to you. Uh, ah, <laughs> you start to hear your name. Oh God, you cool. <laughs> tarry. To tarry it. And it cannot be something. And I, so I, when I think of us and prayer, the concept of tarrying uh, is something that we must develop. It's the prayer without timetable. So you know there's a prayer you pray. When you know, but if you don't get out of your house by 6.30, you're not getting to work by 8. So as you're praying the prayer, you have your eyes on the clock, 6.15. Lord, I just want to thank you. <laughs> if I there's some that you're praying as you're going, Lord, I thank you. You open the car. You, know, you're just, you pray as you go. But you know that this prayer has to end. In fact, you pray, you pray, you know, ah, if I want you to get to the office, you're still praying, but you know there's a meeting at 8.10. So it's on a timetable. But we know that true relationships cannot be built on a timetable. When Ogotruko first fell in love with me, and then later I with her, <laughs> ah, we, we had just started, uh, the mobile phones had just come in then. And we had long calls, because then one of us had access to literally unlimited calls. So we would talk and talk and talk about different things. You know, I was always very quiet. You know, so she'd just be talking. How many children would you like to have? I don't know. I just, just you know, what would you like to call your son? That's so sad. You know, just little things. Talk about us. But I realized that the amount of time you spend with people reflects in the quality of the relationship you have with them. And so those that God will answer by filling with the Holy Spirit. So imagine what would have happened if Astolu was pouring the water. I took the glass away. And that's sometimes what happens when we pray. Sometimes we take the glass away. Sometimes we're praying. And then something comes up on television. I say, God, you just say in Jesus' name. God is just, even, just really getting into the groove of your prayer. Ah, yes, yes. You know, I said, my daughter is praying. She's talking. God is trying to say, yeah, go ahead, Ako, go ahead, Ako. They just, ah, they just switch up. I'm like, like, tell the angels, did you, did you see what just happened? So there are vocal expressions that happen when we get to the place of the overflow. And so when you get to that place, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, 
that they were filled with boldness and then began to speak the word of God. So I find in my experience that God begins to give me phrases and words, phrases and words. I think I've shared before in church how, you know, uh, I remember there was a, a season in my life where trusting God, myself and a couple of friends, for something particular to happen. I remember that prayer, you know, just in the middle of the prayer and I just heard this, it just came out from the inside. There will be a conspiracy of factors and events. So there's a friend of mine, Rolly, if somebody walks by her and says, conspiracy of factors and events, she'll tell you, Idris, she knows me with that prayer. Because it came from the place of overflow. I mean, uh, we're having a prayer meeting here um, about a month and a half ago, and there was a phrase that, as I said, we've been praying for a while, praying for one hour, two hours or so, Pastor Godman was leading prayer, and we just got to a place, and I just said, there's a phrase, it was just something that was the product of my mind. I had not been thinking about it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Some things have to be private, all right? But I just started to say it. And for weeks, I will continue to say it. And for some of you, God is saying, may I bring you to the place of the overflow. For some people, what happens at that place is just unusual joy. I think Pastor Kwaju was teaching about this at Accelerate. You get to some places in the prayer where you just begin to shout, in my, in, my, in my language, I'm, I'm from Benin, Benin language, when they say he shouted, the, the phrase, when you translate it, it literally means he took, you take a shout. And that's, that's how sometimes, that sometimes when I'm driving and I've been praying and I, I just shout. And it's, of no, it's not because I wanted to alarm someone. Sometimes God begins to give you prophecy and declarations. For some people, at the place of the overflow, gifts of the Spirit are activated. For some people, it's just boldness and clarity. For some people, you speak in tongues. In fact, there, and this has happened to me over and over again. And so you all, when, if you speak in tongues, you kind of know that uh, that authorant from the Spirit kind of has a, there's a rhythm to it. You, there's, a, there's, a, there's a specific cut. So, for example, if I hear somebody speaking in tongues, I say, ah, that's Caleb's tongue. Those are Caleb's tongues, yeah? You kind of, ah, those are, those are Yinda's tongues, yeah? But you know that it, at the place of the overflow, you find God even begin to give you new tongues. Sometimes you, we're praying, and we're praying, we're praying, you've been waiting on God, God is filling us with the Spirit, and then you begin to hear tongues that are strange, and then you realize that they are coming out of you. Help me tell someone, would you please tarry? this week. Jesus says in Matthew 26 and verse 40, he says he found the disciples sleeping and he said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? I'm not going to make a rule about one hour, but I think that every now and again you should just give God an hour. Every now and again, you should give God an hour. In Ezekiel chapter 47, and this is all about how God answers prayers. Verse 3 to 5, the prophet describes an experience. I'll try and wrap up with this. It says, and when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. 
And he brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my ankles. Verse 4, again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my knees. Again he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed so you know church as we talk about God's response to us in prayer understand that God and it doesn't matter what your spiritual CV is like it doesn't matter whether you've known God for a long time or a short time is that God is you know, always wanting us to get to this place because it's a very different place of operation from the place where you are a, almost like a, a visiting Christian. You know, in universities, they have this concept of a visiting professor. You're not really... You know, sometimes when you travel to a country, you are a tourist. In your mind, sometimes you're like, if anything happens here, I just enter a plane and go back to my country. Yeah. And in prayer, in prayer, what God is calling us to is to come to the place where we let him fill us. And like I said, for me, as I go through scripture, one very simple key is hunger and tests. The very simple key is tarrying. It's just saying, God, here I am. Bible says, draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. I like the lyrics from that song. I think it's a hill song, where it says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my fate will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. I summarize as follows. When we pray, God is like, oh wow, my kids are here. My, I, I want to pour out of myself. In. And I suspect what happens a number of times is that while he's getting into that process, we shut it down. It's like, ah, oh, my gosh, it was just half full. And you, you know something has happened. It's different. You feel it. You, you can feel the aroma of his presence. People, you come out, they can smell, the, oh, you've, you've prayed, I'll be out. You can feel it. But God says, that, that wasn't the stop point. I, I wanted to get you to the place of the overflow. Some of us, you know, you, you kind of know that there's, it's almost like we've been coasting in our relationship with God. And I just, for me, it's this whole answer of God wanting to fill us as individuals and as the church with the Holy Spirit. This was Charles Spurgeon who said that true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is spiritual transaction with the Creator of heaven 
and earth. Spiritual transaction. So, this is, you know, for me, there's proof abounding that God answers prayers. He answers in different ways. The big question is whether we will pray ourselves, whether we would give him the attention. Uh, I don't know how you describe your life and um, the outcomes of your life, the success of your life, but one big way for Christians to know that they are becoming successful is in that transformation that we see in our lives as we become more like God, more like Jesus. The Bible speaks about us being built up into that image. And being filled with the Holy Spirit is an exciting way to get there. I can't promise you that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and get to the place of the overflow, I cannot promise you that everything you do will be will be popular. Because sometimes we hold back and you're like, I don't want God to embarrass me. Why will I come to church? I went to Cambridge. I have have had something. I will now come to church and be rolling on the ground or just jumping and my braids. What's that? I have some control. Or why will I just come to church and be prophesying? Ah, people know me now. They know me on social media. Or why will I get to this place where people can see God everywhere around me? I just want to encourage you that in my experience, I find that that is one of the most brilliant ways to live your life. To reflect the glory of God. To let God break forth in your life. To get to the place where people look at you and have, just say, look, there's something about you. There is something about you. We have, oh, good, we have time. Uh, my, my simple, so, you know, what I would love us to do in this service before five, ten minutes is to tarry a little. Not to run out. I, I know you have a meeting. Not to, it's just to, in worship, in prayer this morning, it's just to really submit ourselves to God. All right? I, I don't have a script for it. I just want us to pray and to worship God this morning. And let him fill us up. And, and what happens is, you know, some people, you get to the place of the overflow quicker than others. All right? But don't worry. But it's in that place that miracles happen. It's in that place that we begin to understand what God wants to do with our lives. If you don't mind this morning, would you please close your eyes? And that's just simply so that you don't get distracted. And would you just say to God this morning, I surrender myself to you. I surrender myself to you. I surrender myself to you. Would you just go ahead this morning? I surrender myself to you. Would you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, Out of their bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. The prophet said it was ankle deep, then knee deep, then waist deep, 
since then it, it was a river that you had no choice but to swim in sometimes that's how God answers our prayers he just fills us with his spirit over again would you let that picture of the glass being filled with water let that image sit upon your heart this morning thank you for listening to a message from the life point church to download more free messages please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash life point ng don't let anything distract you don't let any thoughts